money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? Of course I'm ready to talk money, but we're talking about marriage and money today, so I'm very excited. Marriage and money. Yeah, I know. So don't there's no connection between yes, marriage and money. Yes, there is marriage and communication and uh, sources of conflict. This is going to be so much fun. So don't turn the radio off because I just said all of those things. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you're not married, don't turn it off. Because right. Okay. The, yes. The, you know, we have to preface there is some great stuff here. We've got an incredible guest, uh, a real official doctor. Like we've, we've upped the ante. <laughs> no, I better be careful how I say that. There are past guests who have been on the show. We love you all, but we've got a great guest in, in Dr. Grant Mullen. And I'm just going to introduce Grant right now. Rebecca, I know you're anxious to get the scripture in, but I'm anxious to have Dr. Mullen in with us. So, Dr. Mullen, welcome to the show. Well, it's nice to be with you. I mean, I'm a real doctor, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are a doctor of mental, or a mental health physician, and you reside in Grimsby. So, we've got you here on technology, which I love. Thank you, Dan, for, for making the technology all work. Um, and yeah, just welcome, Dr. Grant. Well, it's nice to be with you. Thank you. Um, and uh, we're going to, re- I'm going to read some scripture first, like we always do. Um, then we're going to uh, talk about why we have them on the show today, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, I picked some verses from Ephesians 4 today. Um, do they have anything to do with marriage and money? Uh, kind of, yes, but not directly. It doesn't say money in the verses, so don't bug me about that, because I'm thinking of doing. About- I'm thinking of doing like a Facebook after every show. We have a vote. Did Reb bring verse that talks about marriage? I know, but we are about heart issues. So these are heart issues. So that's that's my job. All on your own, baby. Okay. Um, Here's Ephesians 4. Uh, There's some verses from uh, starting at 20, verse 22. You were taught with... You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And then in verse 29, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, I read these verses, and those who are listening know we're going to be talking about marriage and communication and money and I read these verses and I can feel some of the shame descending on some people because 
there is some unwholesome things coming out of our mouths when we're at home talking with our spouses. Sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we speak in rage. Sometimes we're not compassionate or kind. And here God calls us in Ephesians to kindness, compassion, building one another up. And what I want to say to all of you who are listening is that God has a way for us to follow. And we invited Dr. Grant Mullen um, because he he is a man who helps married couples find their way so that they can fulfill these verses. And though you may be feeling shame, God wants to bring you freedom. God wants to bring your marriage blessing. And it is possible. So on that note, um, we just want to say that Dr. Grant Mullen is actually doing a conference. Is that right? Um, in April? Yes, that's right. Yes, in Stittsville. And Stittsville at the Community Bible Church from April 6th to 7th. And what kind of things are you going to be talking, just to let uh, listeners know if they're interested in going? Well, it's going to be a cram course on everything that we can possibly fit into Friday night and all day Saturday <laughs> on how to upgrade your marriage. So it's not... Um, it's not just for people who are having a problem. See, people think, oh, I don't have to go to marriage thing because we're not in crisis. We're doing fine. No, this is an upgrade weekend. So this is for people who have great marriages who want a better marriage or for people who do have a problem and they want to find solutions for it. So it's for both. And uh, fortunately, you don't have to stand up and say which of those categories you come from. <laughs> it's, the whole idea is you come in and look like you're glowing and you've got the best <laughs> marriage ever, but you have friends who have problems and you want to get tools to help them. Right. So that's right. the safest thing. Well, that, maybe I. But, well, we, we better talk about going to that. I wouldn't mind yeah. an upgrade. Well, I, I could always use a few more tools to help someone else. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so that, because you know people who, who need help. So that, we want to encourage that pastoral heart in people. Yes. But, uh, so we're covering a lot of topics. So we actually start uh, Friday night. Kathy and I, we tell our story because our marriage hit a crisis and we had to go through a healing journey. And, uh, and in fact, that's why we talk about marriages, because God rescued ours. And we just thought we'd share what we learned with other people because we thought it would help them. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, I mean, we talk about a lot of things, but some of the main topics is we talk about how the sources of conflict. And one big source of conflict is when a spouse assumes that the person they married will meet all of their emotional needs, mm. which, of course, can't possibly happen. But that's why we all get married, unless we married for money. And this is a money show. So <laughs> if we married for money, that's different. But, if you, but most people marry because they know that their spouse will meet all their emotional needs. So that just leads to disaster. Mm. And so we explain that there are some needs that only God can meet, and there's other needs that your spouse can meet. So you have to separate those for success. We actually uh, spend a whole time on how to hear God for yourself, because we find that people get their problems solved much faster the closer their relationship with God. And we Mm -hmm. find that the the closer a a couple get to God, the closer they get to each other. So Mm -hmm. we spend time helping people understand how to hear God for yourself, how to ask them questions and get answers. And we spend a lot of time talking about emotional baggage and how the emotional baggage that you develop growing up uh, You bring that into your marriage, and that's probably the number one source of conflict in marriage. It's not the person you married, but the baggage you brought in. Because I found when Kathy and I went through our healing journey, 
and uh, we were in counseling for a long time, we, uh, I found that after I dealt with my own personal emotional baggage, Kathy was so much easier to live with. Oh, funny <laughs> how that happens. I, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought she's the one who needed help. Well, I'm going to just uh, do the shameless plug here, and, and I, I mean that honestly, that I, I want people, I want the listeners, if you are at all thinking you need to get to this, we want to make sure that you know where to go. So you can go to uh, Community Bible Church's website, cbcstitzville.com. That's really easy, cbcstitzville.com. You can call the church at uh, 613-836-26. Oh six, and I'm sure they will direct you to how you can register. Uh, again, the date is April sixth and April seventh, a Friday night and a Saturday, and an all day Saturday. But if if you need to get there, get there. If you have a friend that needs to get there, bring your friend along and you go as well. So, wanna? Uh, it sounds like a power packed uh, Friday night, mm-hmm. night Saturday. You, you really don't want to to miss it so there you go so we'll we'll come back around to that and and the reason we've invited uh uh dr mullen i don't know what to call you dr grant what do people call you dr grant is probably the most common okay that's good okay so i haven't met you in person just over the phone so we were actually chatting when we were preparing for the show and we're like well how does money what is what is what you do and money relate. And as we talked, we realized there were a lot of things that you teach that can help people in their money conversations and how they're dealing with money in their families. So could you, you know, if a person is is having trouble talking about money in their in their relationship, what are what kind of questions should they be asking themselves or? uh, Well, money is a very, very common source of conflict in marriage. And I, and so to me, because I help couples, uh, we use that as a catalyst for an open discussion because money can be a symptom or a money, a money conflict is always a symptom of something else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always, there's always something beneath it because money is, or the way we look at money or the way we use money mm-hmm. is such a reflection of who we are, how we, how we see ourselves, our self-image, our self-acceptance. Uh, money is, is a symptom, and, be, and our attitudes towards money uh, is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about God. It's such, a, it's such an outward symptom of what's going mm-hmm. on inside. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it can be such a great uh, catalyst to a, a, a real life-changing discussion to, to heal a couple's relationship. Yeah, often I know in, even in our experiences, we do the coaching through more than enough. Um, we start at the money place. And usually somewhere along the line are saying, okay, now, now there's some extra counseling or extra help in yeah. terms of communication. Um, and, and again, I want to encourage everyone that's listening, doesn't matter really where you start. Do you start at the money side? Do you start at the relationship? In the end, um, in a, you're going to, to um, as, as Dr. Grant said, it's your relationship with the Lord on both ends that's actually going to provide the change. And so creating an environment to do that. And you made the statement um, to us uh, previously that if we, if we uh, have great relationships with our spouse, then money won't be a source of conflict. Could you explain, yeah, uh, explain uh, that? Yes, because if you have a great relationship, then you'll be able to talk and discuss how each of you feel about money. But if your relationship is already strained, 
then the disagreements about money will, will, will either fester or explode because that will be sort of the last straw because we are so emotionally attached to our money mm-hmm. that what happens to it has very huge emotional strings attached. Mm-hmm. And so if one spouse is handling money in a way that the other spouse isn't happy with, uh, that, that can ignite a firestorm if there's already a bad relationship. But if they have a close, honest, trusting relationship, mm-hmm. then if there's a disagreement over money, they'll just say, well, so why do you feel that way? And then they'll say, oh, you know, I had no idea you felt that way. Okay, I get, I understand where you're coming from. And then the other one, mm-hmm. the other spouse describes, well, this is how I think, and this is what I think would might be wiser. And if they have a good relationship, they, then there's going to be no discussion because they trust each other and they respect each other's opinion. But if that doesn't exist, then money is just going to be the, 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 the ignition of the fuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which is, it, money's not the issue. It's all of the other exactly. stuff. And, and every, money, go money ahead. Money is just the catalyst or it's just the symptom of what's underneath. And, it, and in, in some ways, God will use, if you know, I'm just saying this to the listeners, if you know that there's trouble and it's coming out in your financial discussions, or maybe you're not talking about money at all because it is such a volatile thing, then that is like red flag. Mm-hmm, but it's yeah. not necessarily a red flag about the money. The, the, the challenge that we find people are in because they have the emotional baggage, because there's strain on their marriage, and then there's money stress, mm-hmm. it, it is a very, and, and I will say this because Dave and I have been on our own 10-year journey, and we've had to learn how to... Oh, it's only been 10 years for you? Oh, okay, no, okay, we've been married almost 20, but I think... April 6th and 7th, <laughs> April 6th and 7th. Yes, we're coming, we're coming. Anyway, um, uh, um, now I got sidetracked. It's but we've been married almost 27 years. Yes, I finally figured that out. But the last 10 years we've had to deal with uh with our marriage on a different level because we have been on this more than enough journey because David became a coach. All of a sudden, okay, well we have to start talking about money and and then we started realizing, oh man, we have our own issues that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with money. And I remember, mm-hmm. and I remember one day, and this is when you get chastised by your children. You know, we were having this discussion because it's a long story, but be- because we were stressed, you know, we weren't being kind to one another. And our 13 year old daughter comes stomping down the stairs because she had heard us and said, you two, enough. Stop it. You say, you say that we're to trust God. Well, will you start doing it? And when your, when your 13 year old daughter throws back your words, mm-hmm. I sent her yeah. to her room. I didn't. She but, sent you to your room. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. But what it did was it stopped us in our tracks and we humbled ourselves before her and each other and and and, and there is a there is a um a statement that Rebecca and I um and we, we use this all the time in coaching as well and and that is simply this your spouse is not your enemy mm-hmm. and and you know there have been numerous times in our relationship where i have just walked up to reb or reb has walked up to me um, usually I gently take her cheeks, uh, my hands on either side of her cheek, and I look her straight in the eye, and I say, 
I am not your enemy and you are not my enemy. So let's let's work this out. Um, and, and, and that has been such a diffuser for us that just that statement to say, okay, mm-hmm. let's 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 work together on this. We recognize there's stress. We recognize there's things going on. But you're well, not my enemy. Money has a, emotional ties. It, it, it is it, it is enormously tied to our emotions. It's a very emotional subject. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we in our coaching, part of the process when when folks come to us is we talk about their money stories. It's one of the first things we do, and we talk about where have you come from financially. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. you know, I didn't realize how difficult it would be for people because. It's. I think what they start digging into is what you've already talked about, Doctor Grant. Is that emotional baggage? You know. The- well, it's it's as simple as you know your family of origin. Were they spenders or savers? Yes. And so, I mean, that's probably the most common conflict in a, in a common financial conflict in a marriage is spending. Or, are you spending or saving? Yes. And spending and saving is an emotional decision. It's not just a you know, ledger. It's a, an emotional decision because what were your parents like? Mm-hmm. So if your parents were. Um, uh, poor all the time, then you may be very afraid to spend any money, even if you have a lot. And so you'd be, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be, you know, maybe overly saving. That would frustrate your your wife or spouse if they came from a totally different environment. But I've noticed that some overspenders, they're doing it because they're they're trying to cover um, insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like when we teach, we have a whole session on shame, shame based behavior. When a person has low self-esteem and they're feeling shame, they'll do anything to create um, a mask, mm-hmm. uh, a front. Mm-hmm. And so by overspending and putting on um, uh, the aura of, um, I've got lots of possessions, I'm really important, I'm really successful, mm-hmm. when it's all fake, um, see, that's an emotionally driven spending pattern, which can drive the spouse nuts, especially if they came from a saving family that's all about retirement. Yes. And I, that whole shame thing has become really big, uh, in our coaching and the seminars we do mm-hmm. because we are oh, such, shame is a huge it, issue. It is. It's, and we're a shaming culture. So yeah. what, what we talk to our, to people about often is, you know, we have to drop the shaming language because David and I had to deal with that because traditionally he already said he was a Dutch person and, uh, a, well, I, he's the first generation Canadian, but he comes from a Dutch family. Dutch people are known for their frugality as a as a stereotype. And I'm always right. That's just <laughs> me. So, you know. And anyway, so he, so coming into this relationship, I'm the youngest of seven. I love beautiful things. I, you just, mm, you spend. Oh, so, yes, I can see the problem. Well, and so you, <laughs> so you come up against it and then, and then I felt shame and we've mm-hmm. had to walk through this because I, like, not that he would intentionally shame me, but I could just be around uh, family or the Dutch community. And I'd feel that like, oh, well, you know, you don't go to Starbucks. You don't do this. You don't because mm-hmm. that's just a waste of money. And, mm-hmm. and no one has to say it directly even. Mm-hmm. You just feel this because, you know, some people are just really good at saving. And as a spender, I just found a lot of shame being around people who save because it's looked down on when in mm-hmm. reality, that's not what it's about. It's, yeah, that's why money has such emotional yeah. baggage attached to it yeah. based on your past. Yes. And so, so if a person is very anxious, let's just say they have a real problem with anxiety and fear, and then they're, they're more tendon, their, their tendency would be more to be saving. And it's all about retirement. 
And it doesn't matter how much they have, they're still going to be worried about retirement. Right. So it's such a reflection of your, your, um, your emotional state, your mental state, your relationships, and really your upbringing. And so what we've seen, and, and I don't know if you, so when you start digging through your past and start talking to your spouse about it, we find that there's some understanding and some grace that starts to flow with people. Cause they st- well, the key is for, the, for each of the spouses to find out without yelling at each other, yeah. why do you look at it that way? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or what we do when we're talking about conflict in general is why do you overreact? Okay, what, what lie are you believing that's triggering you to overreact to this event? What, what, why, what, is your, what, what was your family of origin? What were your traditions like, especially when they're newly married? What were your traditions like that make you feel this way and take this position. And so if the other spouse can sort of get behind, so it's not just, it's not a a malicious attack. It's like, I want to understand how you came to this conclusion Mm -hmm. without yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you can can get inside their head. Right. And and that takes a certain stepping back, a certain environment where, where you can, you know, again, come into safety, come into the, the, the place where, you're actually willing to hear as well as willing to be honest and express, well, this is actually why I feel this way. I'm thinking uh, just personally between Reb and I, I had to confess to her that I could manipulate her in her spending by just simply acting a certain way. And she knew Mm -hmm. she was not, that I was not happy with her. And so Mm -hmm. then she would react in her spending and she would, and, and I could do that intentionally. I could do that all day long. Uh, and I can, mm-hmm. in fact, control Rebecca's spending by simply how I, how I interacted with her on, on any given day. And at a certain point, I had to actually fess up to that. I'm actually doing it on the radio now, but <laughs> Reb knows this. But I had to fess up and say, wait a minute. If our relationship is actually going to stay together, then I have to confess that I know how to manipulate you any day of the week. And Not, I just and it do was, this. And it was through intimidation. That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you see, that, Dave, is baggage you learned in your family of origin. Uh-huh, for sure. And so that, so you just carried that in because you know that works. That's how you can control someone's behavior and spending. So, but you see, as a coach, uh, then I feel that, that a coach or a counselor can help couples untangle their money conflicts. Yeah. Because a coach or a counselor, you see, right right away, you, when you're when you're seeing a couple in, in money crisis, you're going to say, you're going to say, well, what's behind your position that you're mm-hmm. so rigid on? And so you'll start to ask the right questions. So they'll start to have more insight into each other as to what happened in their family, what has happened in their personal financial history. So how did they arrive at that very firm position that's causing conflict? Because mm-hmm. the more they understand each other, the more it diffuses it. Right. And it does go back to the verses that you shared right at the beginning, Reb, from Ephesians 4, where, you know, we're basically saying, you know, the, the verses in 31 say, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, every other form of malice, be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Uh, to me, the antidote is, you know, there's an intentional decision-making process here that right off the get-go, uh, I am going to 
be kind to Rebecca. I am going to be compassionate. I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, I, I need to decide to do that. I'm going to fail. Sure, yes, there's grace for that. But recognizing that um, there's, there's an intentional decision right in that that, that we need to do. And the, and the scripture talks about that pretty clearly. But part of the intentional decision, I think what why I chose these verses is because Dr. Grant helps people get rid of their bitterness, rage, anger, Mm-hmm. slander and every form of malice when yeah you, i'm all about that bird <laughs> yes so, so when you you know sometimes you can say okay i'm going to be kind and compassionate to my wife then she comes in like overspending let's say and you just like lose your cookies or are you as in yeah. david in the past it, you know you or, can't oh, the jargon we use is it hits your button right mm-hmm. yes right so you're and you're like and because we say often, like, no one sets out in their money journey to spend more than they make. No one in their logic reason says, oh, yes, I'm just going to take all, you know, and owe the banks all this interest. You know, no mm-hmm. one sets out hopefully to say, you know what, I'm just going to not love my wife today. I'm going to intimidate her, be angry at her, you know, and and I think that's where my compassion is growing for for people, you know, we don't know each other's stories, and we right. And you see, and what I look for when I see that pattern is, I'll say, but they'll say, okay, I can justify this expense because I can afford the payments over a length of time. Mm-hmm. And the way they justify it is either I need it; it's meeting an emotional need, and so then I look for, well, what's this emotional need that you have to overspend mm-hmm. and start getting into payments over? See, right. what's behind that mm-hmm. overspending that's emotionally driving you to justify it when it's not smart? Right. Because it's a heart issue and an yes, emotional issue. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a heart issue. Also, it's a yeah. trust issue. Trust. You see, if, you, if, the, if the trust between a couple is not very strong, then they're going to be very suspicious about their spending habits. But the more they trust each other, in other words, the more they get to know each other and diffuse these things, as the trust level goes up, then they're not going to be so preoccupied with the spending because they'll say, okay, I trust them now. Yes. And I, I, th- I, David and I have, I, we're almost having um, a session with Dr. Grant ourselves over the air today. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can just feel the improvement. I just, I can see <laughs> your, your insights you going so up. You're, you're doing so much better. This is really why we had you on. Anyway, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, we, we didn't, we didn't go for professional help necessarily, but I, the Holy Spirit, has done some heart surgery on us both, and our our children could probably testify uh, to what what we've learned and how you know it's. I we're here to say it's possible to change. Well, we're, and also you're helping other people based on your experience of yeah, recovery. So yes. you're coaching others, helping them see what's behind their financial decisions based on your the experience that God walked you through. Yes, yes, and well, that, that's that's why we do marriage things because God walked us through. Uh, our, our marriage crisis. Right. And and then as people get healed and are, are growing in their relationship, it overflows into their friends and neighbors and families because that's discipleship, right? You, Ab- you, absolutely. Like, and which is what we want to see at uh, more than enough too. So um, well, I think... Well, and that is what you're doing. I mean, yes. that's actively what you're doing. Yes. 
So we're coming to the end, David says. He just gave me a signal. <laughs> and we, we're going to wrap up. I want to I make sure that people have the information that they need to to get to the upcoming seminar on April 6th and 7th. So again, um, it'll be in the show notes. So if you're getting uh, downloading the podcast off iTunes, you'll see the contact information for Dr. Grant Mullins in the show notes. You'll also see the link to cbcstitzville.com, which is who's host. Hosting Dr. Grant Mullins on the 6th and the 7th. And, uh, you know, set the time aside. Uh, it's not that far away. So if you don't have babysitting, if you need childcare, all of that stuff. So, you know, there's some practical stuff that you need to get get in, in place. But again, just looking at that and, and saying cbcstitzville.com is the place where, where you can go on, on the net to get linked in uh, to, to that seminar. But also we're going to have the link from Dr. Mullen's website mm-hmm. because if you can't make it to that, that session, please go to his website. Um, there is there are lots of things on there and videos and information that can help you on your journey and get you on a right footing in your relationship. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Grant. Well, I'm just so glad you're both feeling better now. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Absolutely. I think we can carry on with the show next week. I think we can. We're good now. (laughs) I think think you can do it. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, on that note, why don't we pray? Lord, we give you glory and honor for the freedom that even today we've experienced, Reb and I have experienced. uh, Lord, thank you for your grace to us and that we we can know that your heart for us is good, that you want us to live a full life and experience just the fullness that you have available here on earth. And so, Lord, uh, we thank you for Dr. Grant. We thank you that there are, that the journeys that we all walk on, um, that, that Lord, they, they all come together to point towards you. And so, Lord, we do that today and we give you glory and honor in Christ's name. Again, thank you, Dr. Grant. So appreciate your insight. Great being with you. Reb, thanks for being with me on the show (laughs) today, too. You're welcome. My pleasure. And join us next week when we talk money. (laughs) Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.